The reading can be taken from the New Testament, which is James chapter 1, verse 1, and can be found on page 1213. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, is talking to the twelve disciples scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces preservation. Let preservance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away, even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil, desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the world planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the world and does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. 
those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So loving God, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for this letter uh, of instruction uh, in the way. Uh, Help us to receive from you today uh, those things which you are saying to each one of us. Uh, as individuals and as a community of your people here together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, over the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be taking a look at this book of James. Um, James is uh, one of the epistles, uh, which is a letter, uh, a letter written early on in the church, uh, and it's found in the New Testament part of the Bible. Uh, It's not absolutely fully known uh, who the author is, um, because James was quite a common name of that time. We know those James and John. Um, uh, But it's thought uh, that this is the James who was the the brother of Jesus, the James who remained as the main church leader in Jerusalem as Peter and Paul uh, went off around the world. And this letter uh, written by James uh, throughout, it's only five chapters, so I really encourage you to, to go and read it. It's not long. Um, And in in lots of ways, it's actually quite easy to read. Um, And that's because um, you'll see it indicates a a deep and kind of joyful knowledge of the Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament part of the Bible. It echoes uh, images and themes from throughout uh, that bit of the scriptures. And it picks up on them. In, uh, in this letter. Uh, for example, uh, we have a sense uh, of the Proverbs of the Old Testament. So the, the, the wisdom writings uh, that we have in the Old Testament, such as Proverbs and uh, Ecclesiastes, Job, um, is, is echoed within James's letter. Those writings which say things like, if you do this, then this is who you are, or this is who you will become. If you say you are like this, then this is how you should be. (laughs) Seems very simple. Um, But how often do we as human beings act differently? to the kind of person we think we are or would like to be. Uh, 
whether we, whether it's to do with the beliefs that we say we have uh, or the moral principles that we think we live by. Sometimes it's tough to be who we want to be or to do what we want to do. Uh, and in order to illustrate this, I'm going to invite you to watch this next video. The one who eats the marshmallow and doesn't wait will receive one marshmallow. The one that waits will receive two. This will be your reward. This is the kind of proverbial way in which James speaks, knowing that we need to be given some basic instructions sometimes and that we needed to be reminded of who we are in God because we often forget. If any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the field. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes. It is the same way with the rich in the midst of a busy life. They will wither away. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. There is so much in the book of James. We can't go through that whole chapter here. Uh, So I do recommend you read it for yourself. But there's so much in the whole book, which is wisdom. It's about being uh, wise in a way that maybe is not quite recognized in our world today. It's a different kind of wisdom. It's that ancient wisdom, which, as I said, is picked up. Uh, in the Hebrew scriptures, particularly in those books that I mentioned. Talks about the deep character of human nature. Uh, it, It is, or it may seem simple, but it isn't easy. Clearly it isn't easy. Wait, don't eat the marshmallow and you'll get two. Simple, but not easy. In the video, the stakes are, shall we say, not that high. One of those kids for sure didn't actually care whether she was getting two marshmallows or one. She was actually quite happy with the one and she'll have it now. Thank you very much. But what are our stakes? What is our reward Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's verse 12. James wants to remind us that our reward is the full and abundant life with Jesus 
that he has promised. And that's not just, we're not just talking about sort of getting into heaven life. We're talking about our whole lives, our lives now, as well as the life that is to come. This crown uh, of life. You know, he has come that we should have life and have it in abundance. In other words, our reward is God. And we know, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures, it talks a lot about, you know, particularly in the Psalms, God is our portion and our reward. It's shot through the whole of Scripture. Slightly better than a marshmallow. When we endure the temptations of life, that kind of chasing after riches, and I don't know what for you that means. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know you want, you know, lots of money, a big house, a smart car. It might mean that status, whatever it is that gives us significance which is not the fact that we are children of God. Those kind of riches, status and important, gaining a worldly reward, uh, being revered and worshipped in some way for those roles that we play, that kind of chasing after riches. And these things are fleeting. That's what it says about the flower that will wither. Just like everything is fleeting, that too is fleeting. They will wither. The seeking after those things will pull you away from seeking after God because you can only do one of them. You only have one life. You are only one person. You have to choose. And of course, the irony is that that uh, not only will mean that you don't have God, who is our reward, but the things which you chase after will disappear as well, like the flower of the field. It's like that sort of will-o'-the-wisp, like trying to hold sand, which disappears through your fingers the more you try and grasp it. When we endure living with those things that tempt us, which want us to chase after them, and we choose God and life with God, and a life, a whole life, lived seeking to honor God, a life lived in the name of God, then we'll receive the one we seek because God keeps God's promises. It's simple, but it's not easy. Simple. You will receive the thing that you seek. If it's God, then you receive God. And if it's not God, then it's nothing. You will receive the thing that you seek. James is very direct. I quite like James because I'm quite a direct person. Uh, So it kind of fits with uh, the way that I function. It might not fit with the way that you function. Uh, But at least it's plain. James's letter could probably have been a lot shorter, uh, but he really wants you to know that you need to seek God 
And that stuff gets in the way. And it gets in the way for all of us. And that even when it gets in the way, that God is faithful even when we are not. And so at the end of that first chapter, he says this quite famous verse. It's verse 22. It's slightly different uh, in my translation than in, in the Pew Bibles, but it's the same. Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. And then he goes on to say, For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. And this, and uh, a couple of other verses in James, is the reason that that great uh, reformer, Martin Luther, wanted James to be removed from the Bible. You may or may not know that Martin Luther was working against some of the corruptions which had happened in some parts of the Roman Catholic Church at that time. And one of those corruptions was with regards to being able to kind of buy your way into heaven either with money or with works, the things that you would do, that somehow we could be good enough in our own right for God. And so Martin Luther, quite rightly, uh, begins to say that's that's not how it is. Uh, the the, The only thing that saves us is faith in Jesus, and that Jesus did all the work Uh, that was needed for us to receive this crown of life, the reward, God, our portion and our delight. But as is the way with histories which happen in a crisis, uh, Luther perhaps threw the baby a little bit out with the bathwater. And when James later on in this book says, faith without works is dead, that was beyond the pale for Luther. But what James is saying is that we must be doers of the word. When we hear the word of God and when we accept the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and have faith, inevitably this must affect who we are. It's simple, but not easy. Tom Wright uh, puts it like this. Tom Wright was the Bishop of Durham. He's an eminent theologian uh, in this country and around the globe. He says, every generation in the church worries, rightly, about people who just glide along, seeming to enjoy what they hear in church, but without it making any real difference. Nominal Christians, we sometimes say. It is comforting, in a way, to know that James faced exactly the same problem in the very first generation. People who were happy to listen to the word, but who went away without it having affected them very much. In his day, there were, of course, no photographs. Hardly anyone had their portrait painted. Not many people possessed mirrors either. So if you did happen to catch sight of yourself, you might well forget at once what you looked like. 
That's what it's like, says James, for some when they hear God's word. A quick glance, oh yes, they think that's interesting. And then they forget it straight away and carry on as before. We cannot carry on how we were if we have heard the word of God. It must have some effect on our lives. Yes, it is simple, but not easy. Our lives, in reality, are mottled by the different paths we seek. And we do chase after, all of us, we all chase after things that are not God. But I guess I would want to ask us all, and ask you to ask yourselves, (laughs) are we anchored in God? When the winds and the waves of things we want to chase kind of buffet us about, we might feel a little like we're all over the place. But in the essence of who we are, do we seek to have our roots in God? So that when we are buffeted about, because inevitably we will be, we're secure. And not secure because our anchor is so strong, but secure because we're anchored in God, and God is faithful even when we are not. So as I said, I can't cover in this short time we have together everything that is in that first chapter. It's so full. I particularly love that it ends with the the great measure of what it means to be the people of God. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Uh, Being the people who look after the marginalized, so in that context, the widows and the orphans, that was the measure for James of what true religion looks like. And that is shot through the whole of the Old Testament. That was the measure uh, of if the people of God were truly following after the God of Israel, who is the God of the widow and the orphan. There's lots of things like that in this first chapter and throughout the whole book. And um, we're going to look at two other chapters in this short series. We won't look at all of them, but I encourage you to just read the five chapters. Um, And if you want to talk about them, then plenty of people here uh, will enjoy doing that with you. Read it for yourself. And as you do that, uh, I encourage you to let God speak to you. To encounter you uh, in the word. And in reading or in hearing the word, may you all be doers of the word. Amen.